הרני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים של ברנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר הקדוש ממשאבה ארץ המה. ובפרט רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם. נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגי בן שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן ואומן זכותו תגן עלינו והכל ישראל אמן. Today ברוך השם we uh, happen to a new uh, lesson in שיחות ערן. We left off at uh, section 12. Lesson 12. Uh, and we're going to hop into it directly from here. We're going to hear beautiful words of encouragement Rabbeinu gives us. And a few other chidushim we're going to discuss. Uh, lessons 13 and 14 as well. Rabbeinu tells us in Siman Yudbetz, lesson 12, that those people who want to be upright people and who want to enter the service of Hashem. Rabbeinu is not speaking about people who, who create this facade and make it seem like they want to do this. Rabbeinu is saying those people who really want to. One time a person was uh, sitting next to Rabbeinu and uh, it was almost nighttime. Rabbeinu was lying on his bed and one, there was another person who was staying there. There was another person who was uh, staying by Rabbeinu and uh, he was asking Rabbeinu, I, I was telling Rabbeinu, I want to be an upright Jew. And Rabbeinu responds to him and he's already asleep at this point but he's getting up, he sits on the side of his bed and he said, but do you really want to? When Rabbeinu is saying you want to be an upright Jew, he's not referencing the person who makes it, who makes a uh, an appearance to be like a religious Jew who wants to be an, uh, who pretends to be a, an upright Jew. Rabbeinu is saying one who really wants to. So those who really want to be upright people and want to enter the godly devotion. So if that's the case, if they really want to enter, what's going to happen when they start trying to serve Hashem? They're going to have tremendous confusions, great obstacles. They're not going to be able to give their soul advice how to survive, how to withstand this, these difficulties, how to do, uh, what to do because of the great confusion and the obstacles that you have. And all these people, everything they're going to want to do to serve Hashem in Ba'ah, all these people who really want to serve Hashem, but they're overcome with confusion. It's very difficult for them to do properly. Why? Because of all the confusions, the difficulties, the struggles. But Rabbeinu tells us, Da, know like this. And when Rabbeinu says Da, Rabbeinu is telling us that what he's about to say comes from the world of Atzilut, the highest of the worlds. <clears throat> That this in itself, the fact that these people, they toil and they're very eager to do something, to do any sort of act of godly service or to sanctify themselves in any sort of way to bring themselves holiness. Even though they are not able to finish the deed properly. The fact that they exert effort and they toil and they're eager to accomplish this, it's an aspect of giving a sacrificial um, offering to God. Even though these people are not able to actually complete the act and to seal the deal, to, to finish off the act that they want to do, essentially just the fact that they exert effort to do it, to try, to really try, this is an aspect of a korban, a sacrificial offering. Is brought down in the verse. For your sake, we are killed each day. 
For God's sake, we're killed each day. We were considered like sheep for the slaughter. We were considered like sheep for the slaughter. Over there, uh, page 124b, that this represents prayer. That this verse is, um, represents prayer. And we know that prayer was instituted in place of the sacrificial offering. So prayer is like the Koban. So now we can understand what this verse means. Hanu, meaning it goes like this. When a person wants to get up to pray, and they do not allow him to, they confuse him. God sends him all these sorts of confusions. Yes, the evil inclination is also a messenger of Hashem. The evil inclination will send him foreign thoughts and immoral thoughts during his prayer and stuff like that. And they don't allow him to pray. And he's overcome with so much confusion. <clears throat> and uh, distractions. He needs to exert himself in many, many different times during, throughout, throughout, uh, throughout the duration of the prayer. Even if this person does not yet merit to pray properly, even after he tries time and time again, the fact that he exerted his effort, the, effort, the toil in itself, the trying in itself. That he's exerting himself with all his strength. And he's sacrificing his soul to pray properly. As we know, Rabbeinu teaches us in Nikut Moran that each and every Jew can sacrifice his soul throughout many different mitzvot. Prayer is also an aspect of sacrificing one's soul. And we see this here. So a person who exerts all his effort and he sacrifices his soul to try and pray properly. Even though he might not pray properly, this in itself is the aspect of kobanot. Meaning what? What's a korban? We said earlier it's tefillah. That a korbanot, because now we cannot give sacrificial offerings, we uh, replace that with prayer. So this in itself is the kobanot. Rabbeinu is not t- telling us that the fact that you exert effort also is an aspect of kobanot. Okay, great. Yes, we understand this. But Rabbeinu is teaching us this in itself is the tefillah. This in itself is the aspect of the Korbanot, meaning it's the tefillah. This in itself is the actual thing that Hashem wants from you. Because as it's brought down in the verse, for your sake we're killed each day. And we're going to understand what this means, for your sake. We're going to see here that because you're trying your best and you're doing your best, it's not up to you anymore. It's God's sake. And let's see this. And we're going to see this at the end. And the same is true of all the acts of service, all the sanctities that a person wants to sanctify himself with. Even though a person might not merit to sanctify himself the way he wants to. Nonetheless, the toiling the afflictions, the confusions that you go through because of the fact that you desire holiness and yet they do not let you, because you're trying so hard they do not let you and you continue trying, this in itself is the aspect as, as, it's as if you gave a sacrificial offering. It's as if you offered a korban on the mizmeach. Bechinat is brought down on the aspect of the verse we said in the verse in Tehidim, chapter 44, verse 23. 
For your sake we are killed each day. We were considered like sheep for the slaughter. Meaning what? It's for your sake, Hashem Barach. We're trying for you. We're trying, we're trying, we're trying. And yet we weren't successful. But the fact that we tried is the success in the first place. That's the secret Rabban was telling you. Alken, therefore, it's upon a person, it's incumbent upon a person to do what he needs to do constantly. To do whatever he has the ability to do. To toil himself. And serving God. With every, in any single way possible that he's able to. In any single way that he's able to. And any single thing that your hand has the ability to do, any single thing that you find yourself capable of doing, do it. Even though it's very difficult upon him. And it seems to him as if they're not allowing him to draw clothes. They're rejecting him, they're pushing him away. Very, very much. And he feels within himself that he's not able to do any single thing in holiness. Nonetheless, it's upon him to do what he's able to do. And God with his goodness, in his, um, and God will do what is good in his eyes. And we see this every single day, we struggle. A person might struggle to go do it, but I can say this personally, it's a very big struggle every single day to go do it, but But nonetheless, the clock and the time to do it for at least an hour every single day, that's obligated. And whether I say a word or not in my tefillah, at least I'm trying whether I might say a word of truth or whether I might not, whether I might be able to have a good conversation or not that day, it doesn't matter. I'm still putting in the effort and I'm still present. That's the main work that Hashem wants us to do, to put in the effort to be there, to be present, to try, to continue trying, no matter what. Even if they reject you, you continue pushing, continue pushing forward. Whether you do the act the way you wanted to do it, that's not your problem. Just be there and try. Siman Yud Gimel, Lesson 13. Rabbeinu gives us a chidush here. We're going to see here. There are people that are upright. They have no livelihood. They have no, they have no means of, uh, of earning a living. And they have great, great uh, pressure because of the fact that they have no money. And they have tremendous confusion because of this. And Rabbeinu says this is good for the world. This is a benefit to the world. How? That's, uh, that I don't understand. But Rabbeinu is giving us a chidush in its source. Rabbeinu knows everything in its source. He's telling you the way it is. At its highest form. Know that there are very precious words. That only come from such confusion, confusion specifically. From these confusions that a person might have while he doesn't have a livelihood, he's studying Torah, but he has no way of earning a living, this, that. The words that emerge from this, the precious words that emerge from this person or those confusions are very, very, uh, what do you call it? Are They're very high. There are precious words that are, can only come from such a confusion. But there are many types of confusions or distractions. There's a tardema of nevoah. There's a slumber of prophecy. At times when a person used to receive prophecy, with most of the prophets, they used to fall into a slumber. And during that slumber, during that sleep, they used to receive that prophecy. Moshe Ketubah is brought down in Bereshit, chapter 15, verse 12. They got to Avram Avinu, slumber fell upon Avram. 
So that's a holy slumber, a slumber of prophecy. And then there's a slumber pertaining to foolishness and idiocy. But in both cases, we know that that slumber refers to mental confusion. And we see here that even though there's different types of confusions and distractions or whatever it might be, there are very precious words that might emerge from such confusions. That um, there are precious words that can only come about from such confusions. Such, uh, what do you call it? And Rabban was now comparing these confusions to sleep, slumber. That slumber is an aspect of uh, a confused mind, a mental confusion. As we know, when a person enters sleep, Rabbanu teaches us that the koach the strength of a person's intellect, begins to dissipate, leaves him, and enters his mind. Or now, what's, what's at strength when a person's at sleep, when a person's sleeping, is his uh, um, his ability to fantasize, the koach the strength of the imagination. And Rabbanu teaches us that the yetzerat today is the strength of the imagination. It's because the sechel is not there. This is why it's brought down. This is the secret of what is brought down in the. Uh, Gemara, that a person does not commit a sin unless a ruach shtut enters him, a spirit of foolishness. That spirit of foolishness is the spirit of fant- fantasy. Because if you have your head on your shoulders, if you have a true intellect, you would never be able to sin. Because to literally sin, you have to be insane. <laughs> Just comes to show us how far we are from Hashem Yitbar, that we're actually insane. As Rabbi Natan once said, that um, the entire world is crazy. But I knew one person who was normal. And he was referencing Rabenu. He said there was only one person I ever knew that was normal, and that was Rabenu. So we see here that Rabenu was that was perfect. It was not uh, ever in, uh, never in, uh, what do you call it? In a fantasy. And Siman Yudal, the last one for today. Rabenu gives us a one liner that can shake the heavens. Look at this. We're talking about Rabbeinu HaKadosh here. Look what he says. Ani me'od ish kasher. I am very jealous of the upright person, which we call the Er Lecha Yehudi, a, sincerely, a sincere Jew, or a sincerely religious Jew, but Rabbeinu didn't really like the word religious. It's a sincere Jew. Ki nidmeh she'olech ben adam im dakin v'charkashot ve'evarim kish'akol ha'olam. Because this person who's a sincere Jew, a true upright Jew, he may appear to be walking with all his guts, his limbs, whatever, animal, whatever parts he has of his body, with all of his innards. Just like the rest of the world. But nonetheless, the truth is like this. He's nothing like the rest of the world. He's an entirely different idea. Because an upright man is very, very precious. Everything that he is is completely different. His body is different. His arms are different. His limbs are different. His guts are different. Everything's different. And even though he might seem similar to someone else, he might be walking the same fashion nonetheless, he is totally and absolutely different. Happy as this person who's an upright Jew. <clears throat> and Rabbeinu once says this in uh, sorry, in Chayamoran, that Rabbeinu said he was very jealous of uh, Yosele, the person who used to pray all the prayers with, from the big Sidur who didn't know how to very who didn't know how to pray well. He used to pray like the evening prayer during the morning. Rabbanu said, "I'm jealous of this person because he prays with such simplicity. He didn't know how to pray, but he just he still opens up the book and starts reading to the best of his ability." This is what Rabbanu wants from all his students, especially from the entire world, from all the Jewish people as a whole, to be sincere Jews, to serve Hashem with simplicity and sincerity.
The main thing is the ratzon, the desire, the yearning, the kisufim, the longing. That's the main thing of a Jew. That's what creates a sincere Jew. Even though a person should not fulfill his obligation with just the yearning. In the lesson, lesson 66 of Dr. Moran, the Rabbanu teaches us the Ratzon isn't enough. You have to bring the Ratzon and you have to manifest it into action. You have to finish the act. Because a person needs to bring the potential into the phase of the actual. Because even though God exempts the person who is under duress, Nonetheless, this is one who wants to fulfill his obligation, who wants to get rid of his obligation. But a person cannot satisfy, him, satisfy himself with this. Rabbeinu says a true Ish Yisraeli, a true man, a true, Yisraeli, a true Jew, will never be satisfied with just being exempted because he's under duress. He will want to finish the act entirely. A person should never satisfy himself with the fact that he is exempt because of the duress, because of the unavoidable circumstance in which he's in. The only thing that he can do is to serve Hashem before. That's the main thing he should do. He should serve Hashem before to manifest the act, to do it. As it brought all of this in the lesson above. Look over there. Nonetheless, Rabbeinu says, even though a person should strive to actually do it, Nonetheless, this, the ratzon in itself is good. When you hold on to this. When you do not try to uh, fulfill one's obligation when he's under duress. When a person doesn't try to do this, when he doesn't make excuses for himself, and he stops halfway, even though it's very difficult, unavoidable it seems like. And Rabbeinu says that even though this person might have an unavoidable circumstance, he still tries. His ratzon is very precious. Even though he might not finish the act, but as long as he continues trying, he's still very precious. And his ratzon is very precious. This is only true. This is only very good if a person's yearnings are very strong, if his desire is very, very mighty to be able to merit, to actually do the act of service and to actually manifest it. That's whenever his ratzon is very, very precious before God. And this ratzon in itself is very good. Even though he might, he might be anus, he might be under duress, he might not be able to merit to do the actual act he wants to do. Because he actually desires to do it, this in itself is good. And it says that this ratzon, which we discussed above, in itself is very, very good. So Baruch Hashem Rabbanu teaches us how to hold on to ourselves, how to... Um, reinforce ourselves in a time when we need it, but yet never to give up, never to give excuses, to always continue trying until we actually are able to do it. But nonetheless, as long as we continue trying and our ratzon is in the right place, our ratzon is to actually do the act and not just to have it in our mind and just to want it, but to pretend to want it. So that whenever we're under duress, whenever it's difficult, um, we don't do it. Rabbanu says the one who really wants it and yet nonetheless still suffers and is not able to do it, this in itself is still very good. Baruch Hashem, that's it for today. Continue next podcast with lesson 15.